if I've never done a deal before, if I've never done a deal before, a smart thing for me to do is learn a little bit more about um, subject to and seller finance, call up other wholesalers and say, give me those 49 leads you couldn't convert. And I will convert those into a subject to or seller finance deal. And you never have to spend another dollar or ever start spending money on leads ever in your life. Perfect. What's up, everybody? It's Jamel Gibbs. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is the Business and Investing Podcast, where you learn all things business and investing related. Today, we're going to talk about a niche that I'm very fond of. Uh, I've been investing in real estate for 20 years personally, but I came across this strategy, I want to say 13-ish years ago, and I've talked about it on my YouTube channel a lot. And um our special guest is a specialist in exactly what we're going to talk about, which is subject to investing. Definitely a strategy you need in your arsenal. But other than subject to investing, this guy is amazing, doing amazing things. Very cool guy. We were just talking about that mural in back of him of our outcast and who draw it and just the whole story behind that. And uh, he's got a lot going on with a TV show. I'm not sure if I can mention that. Uh, on this particular podcast right now. Maybe let's, we'll let's, talk do about it. It. let's do it. Let's talk about it, man. Right. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, brother? Guys, I'm just a normal dude um, who figured out a lot of um, strategies that I think have been taught for over a hundred years and just simply put them to action. So a lot of people, um, you know, they'll look at my Instagram, my YouTube, they'll look at us. Same thing with you, Jamel. Like people look at guys like you and go, man, he's superhuman. How can I be like him? right? Like he's been doing this 20 years, right? He's been, he's known about subject to investing for 13 years. I can't do that. Guys, I'm telling you, I'm just a normal dude with a wife and kids just trying to make money. That's it. That's all I am. Now here's the secret sauce. The secret sauce is um, turning this into a fun game every single day that you get to hang out with your buddies, right? All, because now all your buddies are also real estate investors. So I feel like I'm just in high school every day. Like I'm, you know, that feeling when you had the cleanest outfit, it's brand new and you, you cannot wait to show it to your buddies the next day at school or like show it off to the girls. That's how I feel every day in real estate investing is like, yo, look at this house I bought. Leo, look at this. And you're just trading stories with your friends. And that's what this game has really become. It's not work. And I'm not superhuman. Jamel's not super, super, superhuman. We've just simply figured out that this is a fun game that we all get to play. And people are trying to give you the free game. Jamel's trying to give you the game. And uh, so you can also have that same mindset. So I'm just happy to be here, man. Just a normal dude. Man, it's a pleasure to have you. Man, I've been trying to get you on for a little while, man. Our schedules weren't meshing well, but uh, we finally got the time to bring some value to the world, man. I love this, man. So how did you get started in real estate, bro? I got started in real estate um, coming from a blue collar family. So my dad is a contractor and um, I just, you know, when I wanted to earn, I never got an allowance, right? So when I wanted to earn money, my dad would say, no problem, come to, to the job site with me. I'll have you tape off the baseboards for the painters. I'll have you do this. I'll have you do that. So I just learned how to work really hard. Now that serves me still to this day, working really hard serves me, but I never really worked smart in my twenties right? Everything was all about grind, 14, 16, 18 hour days. 
I started a construction company, which is a great company, a great kind of way to go and make, you know, multiple six figures. But at the end of the day, I wasn't building any real wealth. I was building wealth for other people because as a contractor, I was doing all their fix and flips, right? So people would come to me and say, hey, uh, we just bought a, a, a flip. We want you to do the work. Okay, great. And uh, my biggest clients back in like 2014, 15 were Open Door, OfferPad, Zillow. I was like a big multi-state multi contractor. And um, back then, I was buying rentals. I was using the Burr strategy. I was doing things here and there, but I just didn't quite, quite grasp all the things that I grasp today. And man, was I working hard. There were days that literally I would, I know this sounds like unrealistic, but there were times where I'd go three days where I'd sleep two hours, you know, each night until the point where I was like, I just collapsed and I had to like catch up with sleep. And I don't do that anymore. And I work a, a lot less and make way, way, way more money. Um, and it was because of one really, really bad thing that happened to me. I, back in 2017, I had a guy that owed me a million dollars. Okay. He was a, he was a client of mine. I was a contractor. He was a fix and flipper. He ends up filing bankruptcy on a million dollars he owes me and 15 other million dollars that he owed 40 something other people. So in that moment, you know, I had other money, I had rentals, I had all sorts of stuff going on. In that moment, I said, dude, I'm never working for another person again. Yes, I own my own business, but did I not? I worked for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Like I was begging them to pay me all the time. Um, Prior to that, I, you know, was learning subject to, I was going to mentorships, I was doing all that kind of stuff. And essentially in 2017, I had to press the reset button because I lost all this cash. This guy took advantage of me and I said, I got to sell my rentals. I got to sell my own personal home. And in 2018, I started with no rentals. And within about 29, 30 months, we acquired about 150 sub twos with no money out of our pocket, no credit, no credentials, no not even showing tax returns, bought all those, those properties. So we've done about 500 sub two deals, but we own about 135, 137. We've just uh, liquidated some of them. And we own a lot of seller finance deals. And I use every exit strategy you can imagine. And so um, once I figured out that I never have to work for anybody ever again, even though I was making really good money in these other businesses, it became the funnest thing. And then I just started talking about it like crazy, right? And so we've just lit the world on fire the last three, four years, um, giving people free game, right? I, I used to do this thing a couple of years ago where I go, all right, guys, I'm going to post up at a Circle K in 20 minutes. First three people that get in my Prius are going to five buy appointments, two, uh, you know, two attorney meetings and a private lender meeting all today. And I would just get like 40, 50 people at a Circle K, not even have anywhere to park, just trying to clamor to get into my Prius. And so I used to do that for uh, like, I did that for about a year and a half. And I just became a guy in town that everybody's like, oh, that's the subject two guy. That's all he wants. He wants to acquire subject two deals. And um, decided to brand myself and started to talk about it a lot more. And then um, I would say as of right now, the what I've accomplished is we now have 20 streams of income. And I would say we have the number one creative finance community on planet earth, which is sub2.com. Love it, man. And I see there's the uh, the number two on the hat, man. I love the, uh, the the branding, the marketing, everything. I love what you're doing. I love the movement. I'm all for it. Um was it an easy transition to go from uh, what you were previously doing to no? 
it wasn't an easy transition, right? So, so let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah. Uh, what were some of the challenges you first faced? What, what were some of the hurdles that you had over the years, man? <laughs> yeah, the million dollars is interesting, right? But it's like once you learn to make a million dollars and you have a million dollars to lose, mm -hmm. making another million dollars is not the problem, right? Um, it was the three to four months immediately after losing that million dollars that that put me in a bad situation because I had no cash to pay my payroll. Right. Right. I remember I was a big construction company, so I had 180 employees in multiple states doing construction for these big companies. And I made the decision, I'm going to shut this business down because I can't work for any more of these people. So I had to sell rentals. I had to do all that kind of stuff to pay my bills for a while. And then my wholesale business, which was great. Um, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but I used to own a Homevestors franchise, the Wee Bugly Houses people. I owned one of those for like two and a half years. And I was making $40,000, $50,000 a month from that one business. And so um, I started cranking out a lot more wholesale deals. And essentially, I remember in 2017, my wife and I are at Christmas, you know, and we don't have, like, literally, we have, have to, like, buy groceries on a credit card and we have to buy, like, our kids. We, we limited our kids $25 for Christmas because, like, we just didn't have the money, right? Meanwhile, I'm selling rentals to like pay payroll at $150,000 payroll every two weeks to slowly shut down that business. So it, it's stuff that a lot of people hopefully never have to go through that through that, my wife still to this day, Jamil, who I travel the country with all the time, he'll say, when we're on stage together, he'll say, dude, I watched you during that time and I have no idea that how, I have no idea how you always had a smile on your face. And... um it was a mindset thing, right? It was a mindset thing of just simply saying, talking about it and complaining about what I'm going through doesn't solve the problem, right? It's just like you, like building, you know, building muscle on your arms right there. You didn't build muscle by complaining about it. That's right. Right. You didn't build muscle by, you know, I hate the gym. I hate this. I hate that. Like, yeah, it's painful. Yeah. you. Yeah. It's hard to get in and out of your car when you have sore muscles and it's hard to do these things, but the more you talk about it, the less you want to do it. Right. And so I just stomached it, went through it, fought the pain. And then, um, that pain became part of me, just like every part of the disciplines that you've had to have in the last 20 years of your real estate investing has become a part of you. Right. Um, and so it just becomes a part of you. The journey becomes a part of you. So I, I look at, um, all these new people trying to come up in the game and they're looking for, and you'll, you'll agree to this, right? Like they're looking for the easy button. Yep. Right, like, oh, I'm going to join this mentor mentorship. It's going to solve my problem for me. Um, I'm going to go watch this. I'm going to read that book, or I'm going to go, you know, sit in this guy's office or go do this. And and essentially, what they do, ninety percent of people that I see, is they leave, you know, paying for all these things, and then they go and do what? Not take action because they think the knowledge is what was going to get them there in the first place, bro. In 20 years of your real estate investing career. Waking up early in the morning because of anxiety. Oh my gosh, how am I going to pay for this? How's this going to happen? But then also at the same time, putting a smile on your face so that the people around you don't lose confidence. You know, I think people, they look at what we've achieved over the years and what we're able to show on social media. I don't like to, you know, I don't know if you, if you look at my, my Instagram at all, but mm -hmm. I personally don't ever show uh, anything fancy. No, no, I'm not into the Instagram stuff, right? I'm not into the social media stuff. I'm into being real mm -hmm. and providing people with what they need to go from where they are to where they want to go at the end of the day. 
That's what this is about for me, right? So the reason I do that is primarily because I understood the struggles behind the scenes, what people didn't see, right? You've gone through it yourself. You just mentioned it, right? So we go through these different struggles, even as successful business owners, you know, you just mentioned $150,000 payroll that you had just to shut the business down. I've gone through that, man. I, I totally understood. I'm like resonating with your entire story because I know the story, right? We're talking five, six years ago, man. And, you know, at the end of the day, when you're real, people draw to you. And when you provide them with what they really need, that's what's going to help them. Not the shiny object stuff that you see all online all the time, man. So, I love where we're going with this conversation, man. Yeah, I get you know I get a lot of people that make fun of me because I drive a Prius, right? So what? I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like it's crazy to me. So I, and, and that's fine because one of my heroes, there's a guy named Tom Kroll. Do you know who Tom Kroll is? From I do uh, know Wholesale? Tom. Yeah, he's a good he's a good friend of mine as well. Great guy, man. Okay, good, good. Then you know him because what one of the best things that he's ever said to me, he said, "Pace, your vibe will attract your tribe," mm. and I'm like interesting what do you mean by that he said look if you're a family guy that's not all about flashy objects and you're all about real wealth you're going to attract those same type of people around you right right and i was like interesting interesting and i went on this one podcast with a guy that was like all about the lamborghinis all about the this and all that kind of stuff and all of a sudden i get all these people in my comments on my instagram that are like yo where's yo this guy acts like he's a millionaire but he's driving a, a prius and i'm like all right, I got to be authentic. I got to make sure I'm only hanging out like same thing with you. It's why, why I wanted to be um, vibing with you is because I, your audience is going to be the same as my audience, yep. right? The people who you know understand that going through the struggle is who, you know, what makes you who you are. And then on top of it, what are we really trying to do here? Right? We're, we're really trying to build community and show people the real cold, hard facts about building this business. Because right. when we were coming up in the game, right? And we still are, both you and I are still yep. coming up in the game, you know, which is kind of fun to think about. You know, it's, we're by no means at the top of, of Mount Everest, right? We got a long ways to go, like to become like the goats of this business, right? We got 20 more years to go, which is great. It means that we got a long journey ahead of us. But when I look back on those last years, I paid for mentorships. I paid for stuff to help me, which I completely believe in those things. But when I would join those mentorships, they were lacking certain things that I felt like should have existed. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you get, you get behind the doors and it's like a bunch of smoke and mirrors. I'm like, you just wanted 10 grand from me. Right. So what I'm really about, and I know you're about the same thing. You just said it is how do you give people the stuff that we needed when we were coming up? Right. How do we make sure that that journey it, going through the jungle, like we've chopped down through the machete, like we've cleared that path as much as humanly possible. And all they have to do is follow that path. So it, dude, it's fun. It's a, it's a lot of fun knowing, going back now and saying, I am so grateful. I went through all this. Check, check this out. So I was just on the Wolf of Wall Street's podcast a couple of days ago. Okay. Uh, Jordan Belford. And I tell the story about the million, you know, the loss of the million dollars, not that it's like some violin I'm trying to play. And the coolest thing was in his, in the um, comments on his YouTube video, he actually talked about, it. like, watch how Pace, you know, had a guy take advantage of him a million dollars and has still come out on top. And when I was going through that, I wish I could take a time machine, Jamel, and I could take a snapshot of that photo or, or that screenshot 
go in a time machine, go back to myself three years ago when I was going through that. I said, bro, it becomes part of your story. It, be, it becomes part of your journey. You need to embrace this and walk through that fire. It becomes like a badge of honor yeah. rather than something you want to hide. And at the end of the day, man, you know, when you think about it, really, it, it helps people to see that, you know, we're human at the same, we're on video. So I, I remember what, you know, we're going back to 2017, I was running uh, real estate seminars and stuff. And people used to come up to me like I was some type of celebrity, right? I didn't like that type of attention personally. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's amazing how, you know, people see you online and they'll look at you in a, in a certain light. And I personally, I, you know, I'm not into all of the attention, but, you know, people look at us in a certain light, but they, it's good for us to, to let them know that there's faults involved as well, man. So I love the fact that you talk about that, that story you were taking advantage of and you had a, and a guy owed you a million dollars. It wasn't a little bit of money, uh, you know, for most people. Right. And you still came out on top, but that was just one of the hurdles that you jumped over to still come out on top. So guys, right. if you're listening to this podcast right now, just, you know, be mindful, you know, you can uh, build a very successful business and still make small mistakes or still come into uh, different situations that will, uh, in, in essence, be a, a setback, right? It can be considered a setback, but if you just keep plowing through, you just keep pushing forward, you can't lose, right? The person yeah. who loses is the person who quits at the end yeah, of the day. I, I, I would say if I could give a couple pieces of advice to your, your audience is this, yes. some so, of these are really cliche, um, but they're true, right? And the older we get, the more we realize these cliche things that we hear like, oh yeah, that's stupid. I hear that all the time. They really are true. So, um, but I'll, I'll go a little bit deeper on this one. Here's the most cliche thing you'll say, you'll hear people say you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, right? It's like, dude, we've heard this a thousand times, right? So go above and beyond that, right? We're not just talking about friends. We're talking about a board of advisors. So who in your life, Jamel and Pace, who are the five people that you spend time with? Because those people aren't your friends. They are your board of advisors. Right. So right. don't look at your five friends, your five closest people as your friends. Look at them as like, these are my board of advisors because what they do on Saturdays and what they do on Sundays and what they do the rest of the day means something because there's this weird nuance that filters into my life. So I look at, and I learned this from Brent Daniels, right? I think I would have to like, compare your guys, your arms to Brent Daniels arms and see who has bigger arms. But um, Brent Daniels one day, this is like three years ago. This is what he does. He calls me up, calls Jamil um, Damji up, Steve Trang, bunch of people like the owners of batch skip tracing, like all these people here in Phoenix. And he says, get all your numbers together from last year's tax returns. Meet me at my office in an hour. So we go to his office and he says, I want to see every, I want to see how much everybody made last year. I want you to open up your books. Don't say, oh, I don't know this. I don't know that. You should know your number. So that was like a big smack in the face too, of like a lot of times you'll run really, really hard and you don't know the money you're taking home. And so Brent, you know, reached a pinnacle in his business where he's like, I need to turn around and tell my friends, what are you taking home? Stop thinking about how much you're making. I was like, okay, that's a big epiphany for me. Then a couple of the other things he did is, is he instilled this really weird fear in me that he says in one year from now, if you have not grown your income 50%, so let's say I, I was making a million dollars that year. If you haven't gone to $1.5 million, you are not invited in this room. 
right? So that's a board of advisors. That's not people I'm going out and, you know, drinking and smoking and partying with like friends. That's somebody who is really putting pressure on me to say, he says, if you want to be on my board of advisors, I require you to grow 50% every single year. So I would look at that and like, look, people go, well, I don't have these friends. Very, very simple. Okay. First step that you got to take is join, like Jamel, do you have a Facebook group? Yeah. Okay, cool. So Jamel, you have, you have a Facebook group. So what I would do is I would suggest people this. Number one, go in there, find two people, two people in that Facebook group that are in your local area and say, let's go drive for dollars together. Let's go, you know, cold call together. Let's go do something together and slowly replace your old friends with your new board of advisors. Now, you don't need to go to a Brent Daniels level. You will essentially grow to that level. But at some point, the most important thing, and I, I thought about this yesterday, I said 99.9% .9 of my success has come down to the five people I've spent the most amount of time with. I've done nothing myself, nothing. You, Matt, could you imagine, let's, let's say weightlifting, Jamel, and not having anybody tell you, oh, eat this, don't eat that, lift this way, do this many reps. Like, could you have figured it all out 100% on your own? Zero, man. I, I, had a, I had a mentor teach me how to lift weights when I was 20 years old. Um, and then I've had other people, I hire even now, I'm, I'm, I'm in really good shape, in my opinion. And I hire somebody, actually, I, I got a guy off of YouTube who, uh, who, 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 I wanted to get somebody who didn't know me personally and i mm. hired him directly off of youtube after watching a few of his videos just to tweak my my uh my, my program dude so, that's that's the tiger woods mindset right yeah. so tiger woods top of the world there's no better golfer in, on planet earth and he spends two million dollars a year on a swing coach wow and 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 a, and a fitness coach they travel with him right tiger woods Look at LeBron James, man, spends a million dollars a year on his body. Insane, Crazy, right? insane. And so when you understand that, you understand that there is no, you know, you got to go find the people that know the answers and, and cut that time frame down because that 20 years you've been in real estate, how, how it, it pro you probably remember what it felt like when you first jumped into real estate. It, it was that soon in your brain. 20 years goes like that. Yep. You have no time to waste. Absolutely. No time. Absolutely. So, so let's, you know, our listeners right now, most of them are getting started, right? A lot of right. them, some of them are wholesaling right now. Some of them have made some money. Mm -hmm. Some of them want to transition into some creative ways of investing. So let's talk about subject twos. If we, we had to give our listeners a three to five step process let's to getting started, what would you consider that three to five step process to be? Okay. So step number one is don't spend any more money on ads, right? So, or, or advertising or, or, or marketing, everything that we do, it, it breaks down to this. So let's say I'm an existing wholesaler. Okay. The national average for a wholesaler across the, the country is one, this is average one in 50 leads becomes a contract. Okay. One in 50 leads. That means I've got a cold call. I've got a text message. I've got a do whatever is my form of marketing. And I get 50 people that say, yeah, I'd be interested in a cash offer. One of those 50 people becomes a contract. Okay. 
What happens with the other 49 is that you put them in a follow-up sequence and then maybe they become a contract later down the road. But more often than not, those other 49 people either wanted too much money, didn't have enough equity, or better wholesaler who is more consistent at follow-up is going to get those contracts, right? So what we found is that when we started implementing creative finance to our existing lead flow, we still get that one wholesale deal, right, out of 50. Um, but we also now get two creative finance deals out of that 50. So now I've tripled my conversion rate, right? And what we found is one of those is going to be a seller finance and one of those is going to be a subject to. And the way that I decipher the difference between the two of those is number one, and I'll get back to the couple of steps. Seller finance is different than subject to in the sense that subject to people have pain, right? They have pain. There's a problem you need to solve, right? might have no equity, they're getting divorced. It's very similar to a wholesale set of pain structure where it's like, you know, I can't afford to fix my house. I have problems with money. Seller finance is the exact opposite, yep. right? Um, it's the only thing you can do to solve their problem because in wholesale, you're looking for the pain. In seller finance, you're looking for the gain. So you go to a seller and you say, hey, yo, um, all these other people have come in here and offered you these low ball offers. I totally get it. You're not about that. How about this? I pay you full price, the, ask, the asking price you've got, and we work out some sort of agreement where I pay you over time, right? Very simple. Don't bring up subject to seller finance. Don't bring up any of that stuff. And now you've converted three contracts, right? You've got three contracts out of that same 50 leads. So if that's if you're an existing wholesaler. The way that you do that, the way that you do that very simply without even having to understand subject to or seller finance or any of these things is you understand one thing. You understand guys like Jamel, guys like me, I will gobble up every subject to and seller finance deal you throw at me. So assign those deals to me, right? So a lot of people, they look at creative finance, they go, oh man, I, I'm not ready to hold properties yet. Perfect. Assign that subject to, assign that lease op option, assign that seller finance deal to me. I will buy that and I'll pay you a 10, 15, $20,000 assignment fee. I just bought and paid $29,000 on an assignment fee for a subject two deal in West Palm Beach. Guys, you can make just as much money on a no equity subject two assignment as you could on a wholesale deal. Absolutely. Preach, man. <laughs> right? And so I look at that and I go, and then people say, well, I want to master wholesale before I jump into creative finance. I'm like, what are you talking about? This wholesale is wholesale is wholesale. Right. right. So you go to a guy like Jamel and you say, Hey, bro, I got this seller. He has, they have no equity. Would you or somebody on your team help me talk to the seller? Guys, all day long, that's the way to go. And we will do the conversations and you can hear and you can get that education that way. Right. So that would be a really easy step where it doesn't require you to spend any extra money, doesn't require you to make any extra effort. But the most important thing I would say is like that's step one for existing wholesalers. If you've never done a deal before, this is an interesting conversation, okay? I have seen more people get their first deal from creative finance than I have seen people get their first deal from traditional cash offers. And the reason being is because we can pay whatever we want. I'm not saying, hey, we're paying over, over retail. I'm just saying I can pay 87 to 95 cents on the dollar if I really want to, depending on if the seller's giving me zero down or 0% interest on a seller finance deal or whatever. And I'm going to show you guys a couple of like um, properties we've just done here recently. Um, zero down deals, 0% interest, crazy good cash flowing deals. I'll give you guys the addresses. You can pull them up. It's good stuff. If I've never done a deal before, 
if I've never done a deal before, a smart thing for me to do is learn a little bit more about um, subject to and seller finance, call up other wholesalers and say, give me those 49 leads you couldn't convert. And I will convert those into a subject to or seller finance deal. And you never have to spend another dollar or ever start spending money on leads ever in your life. So I have a student, um, his name is Doug Lonza. Doug Lonza started with me about a year ago. He makes about 200 grand a month. He's never spent any money on, on advertising. All he does is he goes into Facebook groups and says, hey, I do creative financing. If you guys need help converting your sellers, just give me your dead leads and I'll pay you a referral fee. So he's sitting there paying them $2,500 for these deals. Meanwhile, he's either assigning them for 20 or he's taking them down himself, right? And it, it is crazy what, and I'm not speaking to you, Jamel, obviously you've been doing this 20 freaking years. You, you figured this out 13 years ago, but for your audience, guys, the wholesalers in this industry get their butts kicked because they're one trick ponies. Yep. I say it all the time, man. And, you know, recently I put, a, I put up a video where I showed the entire audience. I'm not sure if you've seen it on YouTube or not. I showed them how to buy their first rental property with no money. I showed them a property that I just picked up in Florida. I've never been to Tallahassee a day in my life. I paid full market value and I'm cash flowing on that property every month right now with $10,000 up front, right? These are the opportunities that you can create with creative finance that you can't create when you're looking for a deep discounted real estate. You can't be a yeah. one trick pony. You have to diversify in order to really be able to take advantage of what's going on, right? Yeah, I would say um, going back to the, the conversation about the board of advisors, if I'm, you know, somebody in your audience, I would make a goal. I would say, I, I'm going to put five blank faces, right? Like I'm going to go to a whiteboard and I'm going to make smiley faces. And I'm going to have five of those smiley faces drawn out with my dry erase marker. And I'm going to point an arrow down to one of them. And I'm going to say creative finance investor. And I'm going to say, I need to fill a board of one's position on my board of advisors with somebody who is currently taking down subject to and seller finance. Go find that person. There's hundreds in every market. Okay. Go find that person because that person is going to help you convert these contracts, right? Now, um, yes, it, it's crazy, but here's the, here's the craziest thing about it. And this is the thing that I'm hot on right now. So I'm really passionate about it. Is you start making two, three, four million dollars. I was just with um, Jerry Norton. You know Jerry Norton? I know Jerry. Very. I haven't seen him in about maybe eight years, but. Yeah, he's been guy. in the game a long time. Yeah, great guy. So I'm, I, I was just at his house doing some YouTube stuff and he was telling me about these seven projects he's got going on. He's netting a million dollars per project, okay? All this year. So he's going to make $7 million this year just from those projects. Plus he's got 50 other things going. Mm -hmm. So I would assume, he didn't tell me, but I would assume he's going to make $15 million this year. Easy. Easy, okay? That seems so far out of like the possibility for a brand new investor, but I'm telling you guys, it is 1000% a guarantee to make that type of money if you stay in the game, okay? The biggest problem Jerry is running into is what? His biggest problem now is taxes, right? His biggest problem is taxes. And it's also the biggest problem that wholesalers have, okay? So let's say that I'm a wholesaler and I go make $100,000, $200,000 in a year. Guess what I just did? I just put myself in a situation where I'm going to pay forty dollars to $60,000 in taxes on that money. So did I really make two hundred dollars No, I made like one hundred and forty. dollars okay? 
So they're going off spending and they're living their lifestyle at a $20,000 a month lifestyle. Then boom, April 15th comes around. They go, oh, I got to come up with $60,000 to pay this tax bill from last year. Guys, here's the craziest thing. Using subject to and seller finance, you can go around and pick up all sorts of properties that are cash flowing that completely obliterate your tax debt. 100% take your tax debt away. So when I file my taxes and we're making millions of dollars, my CPA is like, it's so stupid how you guys made this much money and you will pay, I think we paid $10,000 in taxes because I paid myself a $35,000 salary and I had to pay $10,000 on that. But my company's paid zero because we have properties that we're using depreciation on. Now I'm getting into the weeds, yeah. but I'm just letting you guys know that as you scale in this business, you get to keep way, way, way more of your money instead of giving it away. So you make more, you have more opportunities, you get to get build cash flow, but you keep every single penny you earn. So you're you're uh, filing as an S corp. I'm assuming based off of what you just said. Yeah, I file as an S corp. So I have all my all my K ones go up to one company, and then I have one company files an S corp. And then what I do is I'm just as a new thing I'm trying, I'm donating my properties to my charity rather than depreciating those properties. Because if I donate a property, let's say I buy a house subject to, okay? I, I, I hold the deed and I go, you know, I'm going to transfer the deed to my charity. So I'm no longer the owner. Guess what I get? I get a 100% tax write-off for that property for donating it to my charity. Oh, I need to talk to you about that, man. <laughs> right. Because what, what's happened is let's say like, for example, check this out. I've got a property, 78 Maddox in Atlanta, Georgia. My favorite property I own. It's about a $1.3 million home in Ansley Park. It's an Airbnb, crazy good property. I bought it on seller finance. And the main reason I bought it is because last year, my CPA comes to me and goes, hey, you need to go buy another million dollars in property because you still have a tax burden. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So I run out, I go to one of my students, they have this property, I buy the house. I'm thinking, okay, great. Airbnb, but my main thing is I'm going to save like $200,000 in taxes because of this property. So what most of us will do is we will either A, use straight line depreciation. Sorry guys, I'm going to get into the weeds on this, but I'm excited about it. So, um, so you either A, use straight line depreciation, right? You use the 27 and a half year um, tax deduction or two, you do bonus depreciation where you do like five or seven years of the depreciation all up front or three, you do cost segregation. Okay. And cost segregation would have given me out of that $1.3 million purchase. It would have given me about a $400,000 tax write-off for that year. Okay. And that's what I needed. I needed that much. I need about 400,000. So then I go to a mastermind. This mastermind cost me like $30,000 to join this mastermind. And it's all about taxes and how to set up your corporate structure and how to be like the Hershey Foundation where your charity becomes billions and billions of dollars. You never pay any taxes and you all this kind of stuff. I'm like, that's what I want. That I want legacy, right? So they talk about a charity. Okay. So they say, great, donate all your cash flowing properties. Check this out. All of your cash flowing properties that are held by your charity the cash flow, not only do you get a dollar for dollar credit. So if I donated that $1.3 million property, instead of me getting a $400,000 tax credit on a cost segregation, the donation would have been a $1.3 million tax deduction. Right. $1.3 million tax deduction. Okay. That's crazy. That here's, the, here's the craziest thing about it. 
One, I didn't buy the property with any credit. I didn't use any credentials. I didn't have a W-2. I didn't show my bank balance or proof of funds to the seller. They sell or finance it. And you've done a hundred of these. Yep. You know, crazy when you go to the closing table, you're like, yo, is nobody going to check my bank balance? <laughs> so you buy the property, donate it to your charity. Now here's the kicker. All of the cash flow from that property is 100% tax free inside of my charity. So now I'm cash flowing. So let me tell you what I'm doing with that money. Now, if I pull that money out and I pay myself a management fee for the chair, you know, running the charity, then there's a tax obligation there, right? But that's not what I'm doing. My property gets donated to the charity. My charity then generates cash flow tax free. I then lend that money from my charity to my whole life insurance policy. And now my whole life insurance policy grows and compounds and I can pull money out of my whole life insurance policy to do other projects, et cetera. So I've got this whole circle of tax-free compound, compound, compound. And it gets to a point where the, the snowball becomes an avalanche. That's, that's similar to the, like the family banking situation, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But what they, I, here's what I don't like about the family banking. Okay. What I don't like about the family banking is that nobody had told me to get a charity to donate your properties to mm. what they were doing is they're like, oh yeah, take all your after tax dollars. So they're saying, go spend, you know, earn a hundred grand, pay $30,000 in tax, take that 70 grand and then go put that in a whole life insurance policy. What I've learned is earn the hundred thousand, right? keep a hundred percent of the hundred thousand dollars and go grow other businesses with it. But the properties that you buy, donate, donate them to the charity. And the way you grow your family wealth is from the tax-free cash flow from that charity. So it's not after tax dollars, it's pre-tax dollars that you're growing. No, we need to, we, they, they need to hear this, man. I needed to hear some of this as well, uh, just to kind of fine tune what I understand about it. But I, I'm going to, I have to get you on a line after the fact. I know you're going to be busy for the next six months, but uh, I have to get you on a line and see who set this up for you, man, because I got to get something similar set up as well. Yeah. Uh, so the speaker, at the, the speaker at the mastermind is a guy named Toby Mathis from Anderson Business Advisors. And you've probably seen Anderson yeah, Business yeah. Advisors on YouTube. They do a great job. Yeah. So he came and spoke at the mastermind and he spent nine hours talking about the, the charity and how to set it up. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So, um, I'll connect you guys and dude, he would love you. And what what he'll do is he'll come into your audience, like into your mentorship and he'll talk to your students about this and give you like massive, massive value. Oh man. That's, that's what I'm looking for, bro. I appreciate that, man. Of course. Yeah, man. So speaking of which, man, you got a TV show that you're doing on A&E right now. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, isn't that crazy? (laughs) think about like, my gosh. So yeah, we've got a TV show coming out. Um, Jamil and I are actually competitors, right? So we, Jamil Damji is my counterpart. We compete in the same market. We're not partners in any business, any business whatsoever. We are not partners. We compete, right? So what we do in town is that we're looking at the same deals all the time. Like wholesalers are sending him deals. Wholesalers are sending me deals. And we're constantly bidding each other up and fighting over the same deals. I'm sure you run into this with some of your buddies in your own town, right? So what Jamil and I do is we figured out a little method to know when it's either one of us on the other side of these, you know, these trades. And so we just kind of work together and go, let's just get the deal done and do the deal together. And we've been doing that for years. And we go and do a fix and flip together um, because we had a wholesaler who was trying to bid us against each other. And I go, Jamil, I think we're being bid, bid up. He goes, oh man, cool. You're on the other side. I go, yes, let's stop bidding the thing up. 
I'll walk away, you buy the deal, and let's just go fix and flip it together. So we make a YouTube video about collaborating on a fix and flip. You don't have to hate your competition. Make your competition your best friends. And A&E sees that YouTube video and they go, we need these guys on TV. You know, it's funny, man. I've, I've been offered shows on uh, you know, TLC and flip, you know, flip this house types of shows as well over the years, man. I always turn them down. I'm starting to think I made a mistake. <laughs> uh, you know, here's what's funny though, is the first call that they made, I get a call from a lady and she goes, because we, yeah. we, we kind of all get, you get any sort of presence or influence, you get these calls, right? Yep. <clears throat> and they want to get on a Zoom with you. They want to understand your business. You go through like three or four interviews and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so great. And then all of a sudden these people disappear or whatever. Yeah. And you find out that they're just pre-production companies looking for talent and then they're pitching the talent to the actual network. So I tell this lady, I go, yo, unless you work for the actual network, don't waste my time. I am so not interested. We, we don't have any time to spare. And she goes, wow, you're rude. And I was like, yeah, because I care about my time, you know? And so she goes, I'm going to prove to you. So it was almost like I challenged her and she goes, I work directly for the network. So she gets us a Zoom with the, the main executives at A&E. And it was funny, the outcast painting that's behind me is one of the things that made them go, we need a show with this vibe, right? That's we need a show about. with this vibe. And, and uh, it was this painting. Jamil and I were standing right here in our joint Zoom. And... Um, it was crazy. It, it, even yesterday, I was on the phone with him, you know, Jamil and saying, hey, bro, uh, can you come over to my house? And he's like, yeah, what do you need? I go, I need somebody to pinch me. <laughs> like, I, I can't believe that this happened so fast, right? So anyway, we're the show is all about collaborating with your competition. It's all about don't have such a small mindset. Like, look at everybody as a potential best friend and somebody that you can rely on. Like, Jamel, same thing with you. Like, I might know one thing you don't know, but I can guarantee you, you know, 25 things I don't know. Oh, it's a, it's a, that's how you come full circle, man. I mean, we, we learn from each other, right? That's how, right. that's how it's supposed to be. You know, I, I've right. been in the business for 20 years. I, I definitely don't know everything, man. So I just learned something from you today, you know, with the, uh, with the, with the family banking and the uh, charity, uh, the charity situation, you know, that's, that was brand new to me. So uh, that's why that's part of the reason why I love doing these podcasts as well, because every single time, every single guest, whether, whether they've been in the business for three years or 30, I'll learn something from somebody and I'm always looking to learn. So that's what this is. I've all got about. I've got a follow up call with them. Just FYI, I'll send you the link. I've got a follow up call. They've already set up my charity, but now they're going to actually walk me through how to use the charity because I'm obviously I'm still learning this. Yeah. If you want, I'll either A, give you a recording of it, or you can come into the call and just be a, f a fly on the wall and listen to Anderson Business Advisors talk about like, here's how to use the charity. Whatever works, man. I appreciate the, in yeah. the, uh, the invite, man. I appreciate that very much, brother. Of course. Of course. Hey, man. So obviously, you know, we, we were talking about the uh, outcast pod, um, the outcast drop backdrop that you have there, the mural. Yeah. How did, how did that all come into play, man? I want to talk about that for a minute. Um, you know, I, I, I follow a lot of, you know, guys, same thing with you. And I see, I saw Cody Sperber years ago, he had his whole office decked out with his artwork. And I'm like, dude, this is crazy. The talent level this guy has. And so I followed the artist, I would DM him and he wouldn't reply to me. Right. He was too busy making too much money or whatever. And I understand that like people get busy and my voice just wasn't loud enough for him to pay attention to. And I, I, I don't hate him for that. So 
this guy ends up shooting somebody in self-defense, but going to prison on a weapons charge on a gun that he didn't have, that wasn't his, right? So he shoots somebody for in self-defense, which was great. At least he didn't try and like get attempted murder or something like that. And um, he goes to prison and right before he goes to prison, he goes, hey man, I need to stack some cash. I'll do your painting that you've been asking about. And I'm like, bro, that was two years ago I sent you that DM. So anyway, he does a Kanye, uh, it was when Life of Pablo came out, um, one of Kanye's best albums, I think personally. And I loved it so much that I was like, do, I commissioned him to do this Kanye painting. It was amazing. It was the last painting he did before he went to prison. He comes back two years later, DMs me, goes, hey, I'm back from prison. I want, it, I want you to be my first client. And so this is the painting that he painted for me. I had this in my, my brain this whole time because I, I traveled to Atlanta a lot. I own a lot of Airbnbs in Atlanta. It's one of my favorite cities. And this is my favorite mural in Little Five Points, like right near downtown. It's a massive 100 foot by 50 foot mural that somebody painted with a freaking by hand. It's massive. And so he, I commissioned him to paint this and it's 32 layers of paint that change colors ba based on what like lighting and stuff I have going on. But it reminds me about collaboration and it reminds me of, you know, what we really do as real estate investors. We, we, we tell stories and that's what these, there's nobody better in the rap game um, than telling stories poetically than these guys. And so it reminds me like, that's my job. My job is to tell stories to sellers, tell stories to private lenders, tell stories to buyers. And then also to collaborate with my competition and don't try and be anybody but myself. Do you think Andre 3000, if he tried to be like big boy right here, you think that that rap group would have been anything like it was? Nope. He, he, they're, they're completely opposite, which makes them even stronger. You know? Amazing. It, you yeah, know, so it's kind of funny because they say opposites attract, right? Those guys are, are the perfect example of just that. Yeah. And honestly, to like tie it back into my business, I have a business partner who's my integrator. Nobody ever sees him, right? Um, I say I'm the face of the operation, but he's the backbone. Even though he, he's never seen, he's the most important part of our business. And it requires two different types of personalities, right? It requires the person that's going out and closing the deals and the person that's keeping things organized and the books straight and the money and the, all that kind of stuff. Guys, even if you're not a closer, like if you're in this business, I get a lot of people that come through my program and I see other people going through other programs. They think they have to be the most dynamic salesperson in the world hmm to be successful in this business. I'm telling you that is not the case. Be exactly who you are and find the tasks inside of these real estate businesses that your personality resonates with and you will destroy. Yep. People resonate with you as a, I tell people this all the time, Pace, man. You know, uh, people resonate with you as a person. They, they, don't, they don't buy what you're selling, they buy you. So if right. you just be yourself, you'll go that much further. Yeah. And you'll, you'll, you'll get rid of the people that, again, that's one of these cliche things is that you, you basically repel the people you don't want in your life by just be, being authentically you. That's right, man. That's it's crazy. Right. So look, man, you know, this has been a fantastic podcast, man. I, I could talk to you all day long, bro. Seriously. And, um, you know, I plan on doing that sometime. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, I think we should, if you, if you don't mind having me back, what I'd love to do, oh, man, I would love to. I'd love to come back and maybe you and I can chat about like two of our, both of our favorite deals. And we do like a case study. Yep. Um, like I've got, I can share my screen. I was going to actually pop up and like show you guys a settlement statement on a zero down 0% 0 deal that I just did. And I love showing this because um, 
you can see like the note, like check this out, buying 0% seller finance deals where the seller um, even sold the house to me and the down payment, they seller financed the down payment to me, right? So like yep. it was a $100,000 purchase, $10,000 down, but I said, I'm not gonna give you the $10,000 until a year. And so what I did is I took the cash flow from the property and paid the down payment over the course of a year. And the whole, I, I wanna show these things to people, not that they haven't learned this stuff on your channel because you have amazing, amazing content, but it'd be fun to see two guys chopping up deals and talking about deals and stuff. That's what's up, man. And you know what it is, man. Sometimes people resonate with the way you present, you know, versus the way I, I would present it. You know what I mean? So people can benefit from both. And I love it, man. So definitely check out, matter of fact, Pace, where can they find you online? Why don't, why don't we uh, provide them with that? I don't want to uh, uh, provide them with your information. Why don't you do that? Um, just Instagram, Pace Morby. You guys can DM me over there. Like I, we have a really big mentorship program, but it's primarily sold out nationwide. It's kind of hard to get into. Um, that's called sub2.com. So um, I wouldn't worry about the mentorship or any of that kind of stuff. Just go follow me on Instagram. And I, I put a ton of free content out there. And don't sleep on his YouTube page, man. Uh, definitely check him out on YouTube as well. But Instagram and YouTube, definitely check out Pace Morby. And uh, he's continuously providing value. You know, I watch him myself. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm watching every move you make, bro. And, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, because again, you know, it goes back to uh, resonating with like-minded people. You know, mm -hmm. there's, there's, a, there's a certain few. I like Jerry Norton. Uh, I love what he's doing. I love what you're doing. Um, we have my man, Brandon Barnes. I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with Brandon. Love, I love Brandon. Yeah. You know, every time um, I'm in Atlanta, I get to break bread with him. He's great. Yeah, man. Jay Malloy. These are guys that I, I resonate with. Even Jamil, man. I got Jamil's cell phone number right in my, I got to reach out to him. Try to, you need try to get to him on here. He's a great guest, dude. They're doing 130 wholesale transactions a month. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I spoke to Jamil. I met him through Brian Tripp. Um, this was probably a year ago and, um, I just haven't had an opportunity to, to really reach out to him to, uh, to really get him on a podcast, but I definitely want to do that. I want to get some of your competition on this podcast. Man. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But look, man, it's been a fantastic podcast, man. And obviously we can't cover everything. If you guys want to reach out to pace, which I highly recommend, uh, definitely check out his Instagram check out his YouTube page. I'm going to link both of them in the description box below. There's people listening to this in like 20, 30 different countries. It's crazy. I can't believe it. Wow. You know, but um, everybody should definitely go ahead, subscribe to his uh, YouTube and make sure you follow him on Instagram. Now, obviously education is, is a big part of growing as a successful business owner, investor, whatever, however you want to look at it, man. Are, what, how are you currently uh, educating yourself. Are you reading anything? Um, yeah, I'm currently reading, uh, I just read actually my audible. I, I have three books a month that I buy through audible on average. Me too, Me too man. <laughs> and, um, I, I listen to books usually two or three times. I'm currently reading, uh, the common path to uncommon success. Mm. Um, I also have reread the book. You can't teach a kid to ride a bike in a seminar. It's a, a sales training. And then um, I, I just was lucky enough to meet one of my heroes a couple of weeks ago, Robert G. Allen, who wrote like tons of creative finance books back in the yep. day. He's one of the OGs. Yep. 
And so I, I wanted to be brushed up on his books um, that I hadn't read in almost 10 years when I, before I met him. So I just reread Multiple Streams of Income in the New Millennium by Robert G. Allen. Um, so I'm reading a lot of those. Most of what I do, honestly, is I get educated by doing the same thing you're doing. I get around the right people, right? And then I'm texting, calling people. Like even Jerry Norton, I was just texting him. I go, hey, what do, you, what do you do on blah, 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 blah? Or, hey, I've got a student that's dealing with a land deal and I don't do a ton of land deals, blah, 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 blah. So again, goes back to board of advisors. Like now, Jamel, like you're, in my opinion, you're on my board of advisors, right? And, and that's how I'm going to continue to educate myself. Like you've been in the game longer than me. And I look at you as a big brother and I'm like, yo, big brother, I, I, got, I got a question I have here, right? Um, so that's the number two. That, those are the two ways I primarily get educated. Awesome, man. Oh, no, but, masterminds, bro. That, that's the biggest thing for me. I spent, yeah. I, I've already spent this year, I'm not trying to brag about this, but we've already dedicated $100,000 this year in masterminds, mm -hmm. getting in the right rooms. Um, I call it the Costco effect, right? So the Costco effect is this, like Costco charges $45 or $100 a year. And I call that the filtering method. They filter out people that are too small minded to think that that's too much money. And so now I go to Costco, there's no riffraff. There's no people walking around in like booty short, like men walking around in booty shorts. The, and the, the Walmart effect. <laughs> yes. So, you, you know, the, nothing against Walmart. I do, you know, yeah, from time yeah, to time yeah, go to Walmart, sure. but I want to be in the Costco of, you know, networking events rather than the Walmart. And so you got to pay sometimes to open doors and, and you have to be filtered and the peop, other people coming into the room have to be filtered out. So you walk into that room knowing... I'm in the presence of people that are doing way more business than me and I need to be around these people. So that's huge. I, I hundred thousand dollars this year dedicated 30 grand alone, just about taxes. That's a hundred thousand dollars to buy relationships, man. When you think about it. Yes. hundred percent. Make you millions of dollars. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, Say, the, the taxes alone have saved me millions of dollars. The yep. relationships alone. I, here's the problem with masterminds and you'll understand this too. Cause you'll go to a mastermind and you come home and you have so many relationships Lunch. to like yep. go build. It's like, I got to put a pause on these masterminds for like three or four months and like actually go to the lab and like work on this stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, I 100% I, I agree with the mastermind thing. You know, that's all I invest in at this point in my, in my life. Um, I don't really do uh, coaching or anything like, I even run masterminds. I don't, I prefer not to. I think that to me, that's the best way for people to really benefit. So the way I operate my, my coaching programs is mastermind-like with individual attention, of course. But um, to me, that's what really helped me catapult my, my businesses to the next level. It was through masterminds and, you know, guys like Matt Andrews and, you know, that's my guy right there, man. Yeah, and, I love uh, Matt. Are, are you in the family mastermind? I am. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm in the family mastermind too. I just joined in January. Got it, man. I've been one of the original members. I have to, I have to be honest, I haven't been on in a while because I've been working on finalizing some uh, projects that I have going on, but I, I plan on rejoining. Uh, well, uh, I'm always invited to the calls, but I plan on getting back onto the calls over the next few weeks, man. So, um, but I got to get back in, but yeah, man, uh, masterminds, uh, fantastic. Make sure you, you join a mastermind for either real estate or any other type of business model. We're in info, the info space as well. So, Family mastermind would be more geared towards info, right? So uh, join a mastermind for just about any type of field that you're in 
and make sure it's the best of the best. And I, I truly believe the family mastermind is the best of the best, you know, at the end of the day, man. Pace Morby, man, this has been a fantastic, fantastic call, man. I'm fired up. You got me ready to go do some deals, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> Bro, hey, let's hang out again. I'm, I'm excited. Let's, let's do hang it. Out. Let's do another one in a couple months. We might have to do it on like a Saturday or something like that to fit it. Whatever in. works. Whatever works, man. Hey, look, if you had to provide some last words to our listeners, what would those words be, man? Uh, community. The number one most important thing to me in real estate investing or even business is the community. So find a community that you can you can not only extract value from, but add value to. And what do I mean by that specifically? I, this is a little piece of advice I give to people, especially like these young hustlers. They'll DM me. I'm sure they DM you all the time and they go, yo, man, I would do anything to work for you for free. You know, let me come into your office. I'm like, yo, th those relationships never work out. But yeah. um, if you want to be around the energy, bring something of value to me. And they go, I don't have anything of value. And I go, yeah, you do. I do a lot of fix and flips. I do a lot of projects. Why don't you go take photos of my projects and tell mm -hmm. me what's going on on days that my project manager can't stop by. Find something so basic that you can provide value and get around the right people. Even if you don't have the money to go join you know, masterminds. People hear you and I drop in dollars $25,000 to open up a door to a room, and that might be deflating to them. So guys, pull out your phone, whether it's an Android or an iPhone, does not matter, and go to somebody like a Jamel, go to a guy like me and go, hey, do you have projects? I'll go drive them for you one day every two weeks, and I'll give you updates on the projects. I just want to be, I want to have a relationship with you. Go find people to bring value to and start building a community around yourself. Love it. Love it, man. Listen, Pace got a lot of stuff going on, guys. Got the TV show, uh, got the uh, social media going, tons and, and tons of deals. Uh, definitely the guy that you want to listen to and learn from. Be on the lookout for that TV show. What's the name of the show, man? Uh, they don't have an official name for it until September when it airs. Got it. So I, I'm not sure we should even be talking about it. Uh, yeah, but, I don't. I don't know the name, but we're. I'm allowed to say I'm on the show. I just can't talk about like what the name is and all that kind of stuff. Got you, got you, man. Be on the lookout. It. Uh, be on the lookout for it this coming uh, fall, and uh, once it's out, definitely support it. Support Pace and everything that he's doing, and continue to support this podcast. Help it grow. Share it with all your friends and all your family and anybody else who, even if they're not interested in real estate, make them interested because this will absolutely change your life. That's not a game. It's not a joke. All right. This will change your life. It changed minds, changed paces, and it changed many, many other uh, people around the world as well. And that's not cliche. Right. So listen, guys, be on the lookout for the next podcast coming to you very soon. Looking forward to talking to you, to you guys then. Peace. Thank you, brother. Check out my website at reieducationacademy.com. To make it easy, you can just simply go to jamelgibbs.com or check out my YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash jamelgibbs. I'm all over the web, whether it be on Facebook slash the Jamel Gibbs or on Instagram at Jamel Gibbs. I'm on LinkedIn as well. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Snapchat. Check out all of these platforms for daily content, weekly content, more content from Jamel Gibbs. But if you want to get more in depth, go to REI Education Academy.
www.ryanbrown.com. And that's how you can find out more about my training material and how you can get started investing in real estate today. Talk to you later.